And start your intro in five, four. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not critics. We're not going to throw numbers at you. We're just two guys just asking at the end of a movie. Did we like it? Did we have fun? I am Sir Squarin. And I'm the mayor of Otisburg, Kaz. Yes. And this week we checked out <laughs> Superman uh, from 1978, written by, oh my gosh, written by Mario Puzo, written by, or directed by Richard Donner, starring Christopher Reeves. Once there was a civilization, much like ours, but with a greater intelligence greater powers and a greater capacity for good in one tragic moment that world was destroyed but there was one survivor because of the wisdom and compassion of Jor-El because he knew the human race had the capacity for goodness he sent us his only son his name is Kal-El he will call himself Clark Kent, but the world will know him as Superman. This year, Superman brings you the gift of flight. Superman, the movie. This is your classic Superman story. It is the origin story of every of the well-known character there really is no other way to put it kakarot exactly this is a goku story don't tell me otherwise i'm not gonna be doing this the whole time. <laughs> i swear this time i'm gonna use the actual names i might use the actor names by accident but i'm trying to try to not conflate it with an animated move or show oh man i was so ready <laughs> but anyway like i have something that i found that was already interesting enough that i want to bring up and this is about marlon brando (laughs) can we talk about marlon brando first off guys i want to ask you something about marlon brando what was your opinion of his performance this kind of a guy that was paid to say his lines and did only that (laughs) and did did you like his performance not particularly did you think it was a great performance he I think because of the reverb they put in his voice has a bit of gravitas to him. Also, they make him a giant head, um, so that helps, too. (laughs) I think he has some natural gravitas that he brings to it, but ultimately, it's an uncharismatic, just boozy performance. (laughs) Well, to my honest amazement to start off this conversation, not only was he the highest paid actor of this movie... He was actually the one that came up with the idea that the S should be the family symbol of Jor-El's family. As well as his performance was so good in everyone's eyes, including DC Comics, Jor-El was retconned to be exactly like Marlon Brando's character. And I have to ask myself, what dimension do we live in, Kaz? I need to know. I'll answer your question with another question. Which dimension is his home planet pronounced Krypton? Because <laughs> that guy refused to say Krypton. Everyone else around him is saying Krypton. And he goes, 
The people of Krypton. <laughs> you are a Kryptonian. So, my son, speak. Who am I? Your name is Kalel. You are the only survivor of the planet Krypton. <laughs> so, that universe <laughs> would not. I, I honestly did not believe you when you said that. And we, I even. It was Nan that pointed I it had out. to. Oh, <laughs> Nan pointed it out. I didn't believe Nan. And I had to, like, even rewind the movie while we had, like, so many people watching it with us this time. Just, and I was even just like, everybody, shh, I need to hear this. <laughs> yeah, that's something we both knew going into it. I wouldn't, I didn't, I wasn't going to make a big deal about it until today, but Nan pointed it out. And once you heard it, you couldn't unhear it. So that's cool. No, I will always, like, a part of me will always be afraid of accidentally saying krypton now in normal conversation about superman are you kidding me a part of me always wants to call it krypton now i'm gonna jump a little bit ahead in the movie but i'm just gonna say because i think we pointed out this when we watched the movie uh marlon brando only says krypton and marlon brando sorry uh jor-el is superman's only connection to his home planet he's like a floating head he talks to him he gives him the history i think superman can ask him questions and somehow in this like weird crystal memory thingy he can answer him and so he he in his explanation to his son calls it krypton and yet later on when superman talks about it he pronounces it as krypton like it's supposed to be called or everyone else calls it where did he pick that up he only would have heard uh jor-el say krypton yeah no uh, this, we shouldn't poke continuity holes in this movie, because, because <laughs> there's a lot. Because, remember how I was also talking to you? Can we talk about Lex Luthor too? Lex Luthor in this movie, I know, like, I, my whole thing with Superman, um, is I've already, I've only seen, like, really new age Superman stuff. My first thing with Superman was Superman Returns with Brandon Routh if that's how you say his last name. Oh. And uh, then, of course, like, you know, I've seen Man of Steel. I've seen a lot of animated Superman movies. I love the animated Justice League from the early 2000s. So mm -hmm. with this, uh, Lex Luthor, he is living in an underground lair in an abandoned part of a subway station that also serves as a pool because, of course, and not even talking about his plan, just that alone, I was thinking to myself, why does he feel like a Batman villain? This is not really... like I know people love Gene Hackman, and Gene Hackman was great. He, he was funny, as he always is. and He was great as the non-onipotent god in Two of a Kind. Yes, exactly. Love him. <laughs> One of his best works, of course. He caught a cold. Anyway, uh, he felt so much like a Batman villain, and it was so strange. So strange. And the I, rest of this movie also just kind of has this weird kind of fighting tone between it. Like, it's trying to be a Superman movie, but it's also feeling like a zany Adam West-style Batman movie at the same time. And these two are just, like, fighting at each other. That, that's what I, I think I brought up to you before, or, or, or what I had mentioned, um, this, is that... Um, 
it seems very like golden era where there was a lot more zaniness where like you know adam west is batman is from you get the zany goofy like huge bomb that has like a big fuse and it's a big old like cannonball looking thing and batman's running with it you know you got the flower that shoots like water or acid i don't know usually just water i think uh, at people which i think also carried into uh, jack nicholson um so yeah you got that era of stuff and so like you know you got a lex luther who i think this is a bit more wacky of a lex luther than i'm used to um Especially because I grew up like more with like the animated series Superman, and that Lex Luthor's badass. Uh, this one's a bit, this yeah. one's a bit goofier, and he is about like riches, money, uh, real estate, which I do think is funny. I do think that his whole like whole idea is when we were watching the movie. I said, "Oh my god, he just wants to be the most effective landlord." Fuck. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I hate it's so evil. But okay, and I you do have a point. You really do have a point about that. And like you do feel that. But I did do a little bit more research. There was a producer on this film named Alexander Salkin, European film producer. He was at constant odds with Richard Donner because Richard Donner wanted to be more accurate to the source material. Salkin wanted a Batman movie. Ah. That's why this movie, like, I know, like, this movie, a lot of people, like, always tell me, because this was the first time I'd ever seen this movie. A lot of people tell me a lot of great things about this movie. A lot of great things about Gene Hackman. A lot of great things about Christopher Reeve, which there are a lot of great points about this movie. But as I was watching it, there is just a straight up, that that's what I just couldn't get out of my head this constant fight between the two of them like this constant fight in the tone and even though like they're doing the best with what they got there are a lot of parts in this movie where it's just like this is very of its time and i don't know if i like <laughs> it or not uh, my only pitch to you for su doing superman especially now was after john the the terrible horribleness of John Travolta madness. We don't even have to bring it up. Mark Travolta madness, I'm sorry. Was I said, you know what? <laughs> We're going to watch this movie, and I can't guarantee you that it's going to blow your mind or it's going to be, like, great, but it's wholesome, and it'll just feel nice to watch by comparison. No, don't get me wrong. This is exactly what we needed after last week. It really is. Because he's the cliche Superman... He's the cliche alien from outer space who fights for peace, justice in the American way, and he saves cats out of trees, and he <laughs> helps uh, trains from or stops trains from derailing. He saves ladies falling out of buildings. That is true. Like this is like the wholesome Superman, except what happens after he saves that cat from a tree. That's a okay. little awkward. <laughs> we will talk about that scene in a second, but also there is a scene that you pointed out to me before we watched this movie uh, that is. <laughs> amazing and that is the uh it's at the beginning of this movie this is after like krypton has been you know decimated superman has landed to earth superman is in high school and like it's a simple scene where like he's talking with uh jonathan kent his father uh and like jonathan is talking about how like at first they were they didn't want him to use his powers because they were scared people would try to take him away and just like you know either experiment on him or use him as a weapon and you don't they they were afraid of like what he could potentially do but then he as he gets older like and his eyes are a little bit more clear with wisdom he's starting to believe that like clark has a purpose and like there's a reason he's supposed to be here 
It's a great scene. The guy, I don't know who the actor is that plays Superman, if, if you want to look that up, Kaz. Um, he was really great in the scenes he was, he was in, you know? Yeah, and he, he passed for a young Christopher Reeve, like a teenage Christopher Reeve. It was really good. Um, and then also the guy that played Jonathan Kent, his father. Wonderful actor as well. <laughs> uh, Better than Kevin Costner, the low bar that, that is. <laughs> but what's really poignant in this moment is after like Clark leaves to go do something that uh, he was asked to do or go play with a dog, Jonathan Kent has a heart attack and suddenly dies yep. right there. And in this moment, and like you would think to yourself, like, oh my gosh, like what the fuck? But like that's not the point. It's even with all of this power, there are some things you can't fix. And that was a really powerful scene. And I hate how much they fuck it up by the end of it. But in that moment, I was like, thank you. Mm. Finally, something well written. And I loved it. I, for that brief moment, like I was definitely like absorbed by what they had put there. Nan looked up the name of the actor. His name is Jeff East. Thank you, Nan. Um, yeah. And, uh, and thank you, Jeff East. Now, once again, I'm bringing up Man of Steel because it's, I really hate that movie, <laughs> but <laughs> let's, I won't go into a long rant about that, but it's one of those, like, the, I think the purpose of the heart attack is really good. It's showing like Superman, despite all his powers, he can't save everyone from everything. He can't do everything. He can't stop a heart attack. What's he going to do about that? Um, so he can't save Pa Kent as opposed to like Man of Steel where it's like a don't 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 save don't save Pa Kent <laughs> like he's Kevin Gosser just stands there and he's just like nah if you show people they're gonna think you're weird kid <laughs> I know I'm very overly simplifying it. No, Kevin Costner wanted to get yeeted into a tornado. It's something he's always wanted. That was the joke <laughs> I, I kept peddling. Was like, yeah, he just. I'm tired of Ma Kent. Really, like you don't know her like I do, and he just wants to be out of the movie because that is an example of just putzing around a fucking script. That man didn't give a shit. <laughs> but anyways, um, oh, but he yeah, really didn't. I think this scene was is good for this one in illustrating that. As you mentioned, they do shit the bed on that premise later on, but it was a good setup, at least. There, it was a great scene. It was great. I didn't really like the uh, moments with Martha Kent after that. It definitely like I made a I made a Hercules joke during that movie, that scene, you know, because he's he has a dream, goes finds the spaceship he's from, yeah, with a sliver of kryptonite. And then it's just like, I must leave, Ma. I don't know. I must go into the distance. See, I don't know that that crystal either. Maybe it was kryptonite, but maybe it was like, it was like sealed or it was some kind of somehow contained because it never weakened him. It didn't give him the issues. And later on, we get like natural kryptonite. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. we get a meteorite from the planet Mm -hmm. and that's what does it. So I don't know if this crystal is necessarily kryptonite. Oh my gosh, there's already problems with that. But anyway, maybe it's just emerald. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. it's a magic <laughs> emerald. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just a green gem. I feel like if, if uh, knowing what I know about the sequel, <laughs> I feel like it is kryptonite. But that's a problem. That's a problem. We don't have to worry about it in this movie. So he must. He tells. He tells Martha Kent. He tells Ma. Just like I've got to go. I'm sorry. I must find my way, and it is not here. I'm leaving the farm life. Which also, can we bring up that like. He did just leave, like, his elderly mother to take care of an entire farm. 
But as he was leaving, uh, he did. Uh, Ma Kent did say someone was going to help her out, like offered to come help her out. Because, like, yeah, I, I think I noted, like, oh, yeah, it sucks. She lost, like, two men in her life within a week. Uh, <laughs> even less, I think. But, like, yeah, someone was going to come and help her out with it. And as they show later on, he does send money back to the farm that he makes at the Daily Planet. That is true. It's half of his half of his wage. So he's not completely abandoning Ma Kent. That is true. Clark is a nice guy. Really geeky, but nice guy. But can we talk about, like, how much damage he does to, like, the Earth's environment in the Arctic? Because that was uh, uh, <laughs> that was not a very hero thing to do. I, f- I feel like it was stylized, and we weren't supposed to read too much into it. But let's read too much into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! We're not going to give him a pass like that. Yeah. I don't care if you're from a comic book. Let's be real about what this did. <laughs> so this sliver of let's just say green crystal. Mm. That is leading him to find his purpose, which leads him all the way to the Arctic, apparently. Mm. Go figure. I mean, when we he showed just... when we showed Krypton, it was a very white, <laughs> snow-like looking planet. I don't think we saw any snow, but it was a very, like, snow-white looking planet. I don't know, that's the it only was... way I could really describe it. Yeah, it looked like crystal. It might have yeah. been cold. You couldn't really tell. Yeah, you really but... couldn't tell. So maybe he just he had some kind of, like internal instinct some some kind of thing he held over like from nature that he just found this place and thought this looks like home yeah it's like this this is it which is just like why didn't you just find a crystal cave i know that might be difficult but i mean that could also feel like home that could be your krypton but mm-hmm. anyway he takes this green crystal that's supposed to lead him to his destiny yeets it into the snow and then it destroys an entire glacier to form a crystal palace to be his fortress of solitude. Yeah. The water is also an bubbling. Entire... Yes, the water was bubbling, indicating boiling, unless it's supposed to be frothing, but I refuse to believe that because, honestly, it just seems like, wow, what'd you do? It did. You... Are you the reason Australia has the hole, too, in your <laughs> universe? Like, what's going on here, Superman? What, like... Are you supposed to be doing good, or is just like I'm gonna do good, but also go capitalism? <laughs> yeah, well, we're definitely gonna end capitalism later. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he makes himself a wonderful crystal home with jagged edges, no seeable bed. How many polar bears were gone by the end of it, Kaz? How many? How many polar bears did we lose in the process? I don't know, but there's no foreseeable bed. There's no, no shitter. Just crystal. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming Superman poops. Oh, oh, there's he, crystal tubes. He has, I do, but those tubes is like <laughs> those tubes is how he accesses his flat screen. Well, his holographic TV. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he might not. He like might he puts the crystals in the tubes, and that's how he communicates to his dad. I don't think you want to shit in the tube that you, you used to communicate to your dad I was with. Just saying. He might not have a bed. He might not have a restroom or bathroom, but at least he has these crystal I mean, tubes and a holographic TV. He, he, he is Superman, so maybe he could just fly somewhere close to or somewhere to like go, go take a shit. But I'm like, I don't know. Have you ever had those like photo finishes where you're driving home and you're just like, hi, fucking no one better be in there. <laughs> I'll never make it. I feel like. I don't know, man. We saw what he did to the Arctic. I don't know if he cares that much. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean. 
How much is how much of the how much of a super poop is really ruining the ozone? <laughs> wow, I never thought I'd hear that. He's got stronger sphincter muscles than the rest of us. Yeah, let that seep in. I don't need it to. I really don't. Can we move on now to the rest of the movie? I'm really sorry I took us here. I regret my actions. Okay, guys, let's move on. Look, look, no one. There's no judgment in the force, fortress of solitude. There's no one around to judge you. I don't need to know these things. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about our villains. <laughs> yes, which which one do you want to start with? Well, we first meet Otis. We learn his name later. But anyways. Uh, Otis. He's walking through the streets. People seem to recognize him. He's just a New Yorker. Oh, sorry. It's Metropolis, not New York. He's a Metropolitan. Metropolitan? That doesn't seem... Well, anyways. Whatever. So, he's walking. He seems to be... uh, Like, a a cop seems to spy him. And he seems to be, like, following him. So, like, we know that Otis works with some kind of criminal underground with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor does not... It does not show his face in public. Because he's already notoriously a criminal? Yeah, because they were saying just like no, if we fo- the the two cops that are telling us is like no, if we follow him, we might get lead led to the big boss. You mean Lex Luthor? Yeah, and it was just like okay. Well, if we want to go with funny um, pronunciations, Otis refuses to say anything but Lex Luthor. Um, but yeah, he goes, <laughs> he follows him, he leads him down into like a subway where he's walking through the tracks, um, and then he goes and bunches, you know, kind of. Puts himself against like a little wall while he's reading the newspaper, and the guy sees him from like across the tracks, and then a a a, a, a subway car starts going by. To which I guess the wall recedes. Otis goes in there, joins Luthor, and then that guy tries to figure it out. He's like pushing against the wall, knocking on it, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know how he where he went, how he disappeared. And we show Lex Luthor has a button. Where he well, he has a camera showing that place, and he has a button, a little like key and a switch that he puts, and then um, the wall does not recede. As a, another uh, subway car is coming by, the wall pushes out and shoves our man, our our officer, into the train tracks uh. as the subway car comes by, and we have our first death, I think, other than the entirety of Krypton. Genocide is too big to count. And Jonathan Kent. Oh. Okay, let's say our first murderer then, because yeah, my I'm immediate. My my point is immediately invalidated. So yeah, let's say uh, first murder. Unless you want to say Pa Kent's heart murdered him. <laughs> I know. It's just but, like wait. we'll 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 uh we'll we'll grasp at straws later. <laughs> no, it was it was the all red meat diet that did that. But anyway, the I, cows I, the cows get their vengeance. Luthor. Gene Hackman's Luthor, as we've discussed earlier, it is zany. Yeah. He is, uh, and I don't want to meet. I don't. I don't want you to like take. I'm not. Don't think like super zany like Adam West. Like we're not talking that way. But for Lex Luthor, it is zany. Like he. He postures as an intellectual, talks about how much smarter he is than everyone else. He uses big words that kind of you know. And, ma- and makes his underlings feel very, you know, below him. Which, I think he hired two two morons, I think, for the purpose of that. But he does prove he actually is pretty intelligent. Because there's a scene with, like, 
Luthor, Treshmire, and Otis, where they're like around the library. And this is after Superman has really started. Miss Tessbacher? That was her last name. Because I know he could be yelling, Miss Tessbacher! I don't know what her first name is. It is. Let me just make sure. Oh, Tessmacher. Yes. Tessmacher. You're right. I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh,. After Superman has really like started his career as a like yeah. hero to Metropolis and the world, you know, peace, just justice, American way, he starts laying these facts that are put together so easily for him, like uh, who Superman is, what type of personality he is, as well as uh, not only is he an alien, but now there's a meteorite that he knows of is also from uh, Krypton because it was able to launch just the same way that in the same trajectory that Superman was, it just landed in a different part of Earth, and that it is made of kryptonite, which is inherent radiation to Superman because it is of his home world. And in that moment, you're just like, man, you're really smart. But did you earn any of that? <laughs> we wrote him to know all of it. I don't know if he did, but he was great. It was it was really like quick, and like the only problem is... Is like when Tessmacher asks him a question, he she does start off with like, "Now I know I'm gonna get wrapped in the mouth for asking this, but and that's when I have to say, what? Eh, maybe she's saying it figuratively, though he is the bad guy who just killed a cop. Uh probably not below him <laughs> to do that. That is true. Oh, but like so, we have these three characters now. We have these three villains. We have Luthor at the top. And then these two essential goons. Someone, these two make Luthor seem even more intelligent than anyone else can be. He has that great stick, like, you know, just up his own ass, like, line that he says in the movie. That he tells Otis as he's... What is it? Looking looking for a book. What is it? Some people can read The Art of War and see it as just a simple adventure story. Other people can read the the uh, chewing gum wrapper and unlock the secrets of the universe. Oh my gosh, that's right! It's the most like <laughs> bullshit jerk off line I think I've ever I heard. I can't believe that's a real one. <laughs> that's almost up there with fucking Jesse Eisenberg with up its own ass. Kaz, do you want to explain? Sorry, Jesse Eisenberg has Lex Luthor. Do you want right to me. explain Luthor's big plan? It's a bit outdated, but all right. Oh, shoot. Uh, so, yeah, his whole idea is that um, real estate, real estate, I think is what, it is what did his papa tell him? Mr. Tessmacher, when I was six years old, my father said to me, Get out. <laughs> Before that, he said, Son, stocks may rise and fall. Utilities and transportation systems may collapse. People are no damn good, but they will always need land, and they'll pay through the nose to get it. Remember, my father said, land. Uh, so there you go. So his whole idea is real estate. He wants to be the biggest landlord and have all of Cal... Well, not all of California. Basically, he's working on the old assumption people had way back in the days. that The Mariana Trench was like the only thing keeping the rest of California there by a thread. And then if you ever disturb that Mariana Trench, either by an earthquake or something like that, or the San uh, San Andrea fault line. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, San Andrea. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And if you if you if you had a big enough earthquake, or if you blew that up, or something went wrong there, the rest of California would just split off and float out to sea. So his idea is to hit it with two nuclear bombs. We find out, 
or actually one nuclear bomb. The other one, as we'll see, was a, a, a diversion. Otis accidentally, Otis apparently accidentally, yeah. uh, it was supposed to be yeah. two bombs, but he misput in the coordination and sent it to Hackensack, New Jersey. Yeah, the other one becomes a diversion. <laughs> and so the idea is break off California, and then now you have nothing but, like, uh, coastal land that he already bought all of because before the rest of California spits off from there, it's useless to anyone. So he buys it for dirt-ass cheap, sort of. And then he plans on selling it as high-priced real estate. Because he will now own the West Coast. This, the new so West of, Coast. Speaking of zany, this just sounds... As I say it out loud, this sounds like a fucking Wiley Coyote plan, dude. Oh, g- give some of the names <laughs> of uh, the new land that he bought. For when it became the new I, West Coast. I only remember one and already used the joke. <laughs> it's also Luthorville. Yeah. Tress, I think it was Tessmacher Town, Luthenburg. Mm. There was like three Luth, there was like two Luther jokes and a Lex joke, but Otisburg is the best. Yeah, which he crossed Otisburg. out, crossed out like Lutherburg, whatever, and he drew like Otisburg in his handwriting. And I'm sorry, Kaz, I know you uh, want to be the mayor of Otisburg, but my first vote for Otisburg is Mayor McCheese, because that's the only way this fits in. He would be perfect for Otisburg, and I think we all... There's you. Look, I can have (laughs) dreams, Harold. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I'm really losing the uh, fabric of this movie, because I don't know. It's... I can't really tell if, like, I don't know if I actually liked this movie. (laughs) <laughs> okay well, we'll and get i'm there starting to... to figure this out as i'm talking we'll, we'll get there this by... podcast we'll get there by the end well you know you have time to decide i think i, guess I don't know so. how, if, i don't know if that's how this works <laughs> i don't know if we were supposed to come in here with the answer or if we find out <laughs> as along the way but i don't can we talk anymore. about the daily planet oh we must so we got Lois Lane, who's like real cutthroat journalist. She's real, you know, just like she goes there, she gets everything. She's a terrible speller. <laughs> like every time, she's constantly asking people, like, "Hey, how do you spell this? Is it one one n or two n's? Is it one d or two d? Stuff like that." And they always have to help her. And then people are always like looking over her shoulder, be like, "Hey, that's uh, Brazier only has one z." And she was like. And so you just see her constantly like erasing shit the entire time. No, Brazier has no z's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. I I just was going with one winner one two. Anyways, um Don't worry don't worry, Lane, you'll get it one day. No. I don't think I will. But but anyways, <laughs> she's writing about some kind of like weird story that's like a A massacre. Like a massacre? There was like some sort of like downtown uh, gang massacre. Sexual assault somewhere in there. There's like every time they talk about the story, there's like more in there. There's like some cult shit and it's like What's what is she writing about? What's happening in Metropolis? Oh, that's not important because we have Superman. But I just want to shout out real quick: Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. She did great because at no point did she ever really feel like a damsel. Like never really felt that way to me. And she needed to be saved Thanks. twice. 
Are you sure she didn't feel like a damsel? Well, and but like it was. I think she played the role of damsel. She just didn't act like it. She didn't act like it, which I appreciated. Cause she's she's a she's a New Yorker or Metropolitan. Like she needed um, to be saved, but it wasn't like. <laughs> but she wasn't like. It was in situations where it's just like there's nothing you can really do because like in the first time it was just like the helicopter was was falling and it was just like. What is she going to do? Jump out and save the helicopter herself? Or with the... Was that the first time, or was the alleyway the first one? Oh, the alleyway. Because the alleyway... The alleyway, no one saves her, really. Oh, uh, I guess. Well, yeah. 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 He catches the eh. bullet. But, like, hey, <laughs> but she's like, even, got... Even then, uh, she was there to... She was proactive in that She shit. was ready to throw arms with this guy with the gun. Did not care. She... So, she uh, she's working on all this stuff. Um, this stories, and then she's trying to get like a big, bigger story to work on. Uh, and then the uh, the main, I don't know, the main cheese, the editor, I don't know what the fuck he is. Um, he uh, puts Clark on it instead of her, the new guy from Smallville. Cause you gotta start somewhere, and he sees something in Clark. He's got that shine in his eyes, and he's he believed that sob story about sending half of his check to his mom. Like, are you serious? Let's go into his bookie. Yeah, yeah, she calls him out on that. Let's be real. Let's go into your bookie. We all know that. Clark, you already have a gambling addiction, don't you? Yeah, you send her to some silver-haired woman. Actually, she has white hair. Or I think I might have said that backwards. Um, but anyways, so she pa- he pairs, or she I think she follows Clark a little bit or tries to get him to do stuff, you know. Or not, she doesn't really follow Clark, but she tries to get him to, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, get the coffee, do this and that, whatever. And then he's constantly trying to, like, as Clark Kent, nerdy-ass Clark Kent, who's awkward as shit, Trying to, like, ask her out. Yeah. Smitten from day one. And she's just not about it. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm busy. I'm doing stuff. He's like, well, what about next time? Uh, I don't know, man. What about next time? It's like, Jesus, Clark. <laughs> Calm down, man. Now you just sound creepy. But again, yeah, just time, her. apparently, like, the main method of these time periods was just weigh him down da- or wear him down. Well. Sooner or later, apparently, a no will become a yes. She never gets into Clark. She's only ever into but, Superman. But, um. No, because... When Superman does start showing up, goes on his first big night in the city, he gets an interview. He does an interview with Lois Lane. And that night, she had dinner plans with Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. That's why she was dressed up. It was both for Superman and her dinner date with Clark Kent, which proves to me why he's so nerdy, because he was just Superman, and she's already so smitten by him, and there's this moment where you know he should be acting jealous, but as soon as she's off camera and can't see him, he just starts smiling like a geek, just like, oh, I've got her already, like, oh, why, what's what's up with Superman, like, wh- what do you like about him, you know, and it's just like, what? <laughs> like, you just, you really need, you want that, don't you? You want someone to just be like, yeah, talk to, like, you don't know who I am, just just talk about how you really love me. <laughs> talk about how you love the real me. But, like, I don't even care, Baka. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he helped, I think his first night, is that when he saves her? Uh, yes, that is it. Yeah. Uh, he like, hears she's a... She's going to get on a helicopter, go across town and shit, because she's got to do a story, and the news... Uh, station has a chopper. He hears a scream. And so they're gonna, and then yeah, look. Oh, the whole no phone booth joke. Oh yeah, that was funny because you know Superman notoriously uh, gets dressed in a phone book or he goes, takes off his clothes and all that stuff. Instead, we have Wonder Woman Superman, who can just spin enough and he becomes. Actually, sometimes that's not even necessary. But he just phase shifts but, into his Superman yeah, clothes. He's, yeah, basically, and he was like walk into a phone booth, but it's just like a, a payphone there it's just a small little thing and so all of a sudden he's just like 
Mm, can't use that. So he goes to like revolving doors because no one's paying attention. Yeah, just like super fat because no one would notice this revolving door just like moving at the speed of sound apparently. And it spins so fast and he changes clothes in there and he's got like one witness who isn't looking at the helicopter and all that stuff going down. And he's like, man, where do you get those clothes? Look at that clothes, man. Woo. <laughs> that's, that's about it. One guy saw him, but no one's, I guess, going to believe him. So that's cool, I guess. And he goes and he saves Lois. Yeah, pulls the helicopter. She's in, or like she falls too. She falls from the helicopter. Yeah. So he dives, catches her. She catches the helicopter on the way up as just well. One arm with her, one arm, helicopter. I'm doing the pose right now as I'm talking to you. I know no one can see it. And just like flies up, lands it onto the ceiling. She is already in well, love. We know it now. As they're flying, as they're flying up, they use the they start the line that they reused for, uh, what is it, Batman and Robin? <laughs> Where it's like that. He's like, oh, don't worry, I've got you. You've got me. Who's got you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's actually a good line. I liked it. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. It it's fine in this movie. It was dumb in Batman and Robin. <laughs> Terrible in Batman and Robin. <laughs> but one day we'll maybe watch that movie. Uh, but I don't want to say that's the best part of Superman's Night. Uh, because he does some other cool stuff, you know. Uh, there's a guy that's doing the whole suction cup climb <laughs> up a building. Let's, let's go into this one. Let's go in depth with this one. Because this man is using suction cups on his knees and his hands. And he's climbing this building. Superman's just standing up there vert- like horizontally. Horizontally? Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's standing on the wall. He, he's perpendicular to the wall. He's looking at this man. He gets him. He p- takes him down the building. You assume this guy's climbing this wall, this this building, because he's going to steal something, I don't know, mm-hmm. from it. But then, like, Superman takes him down to a cop, reaches into his satchel, and is like, here you go. He stole all these. I believe, like, what is it? Um, Confession. Confession's good for the soul or something like that. And so it's like, wait, he already had the gems? Mm-hmm. What was he climbing well, remember, the building for? If he didn't have the gems and Superman just, like, took him, what was the crime? All he was doing was climbing up the side of a building. You could maybe get him for, like, kind of trespassing because he's, uh-huh. he's on the premises. But really, what did he do? He was just maybe, you know, a thrill seeker that really wanted to suction cup up a yeah. building. Yeah. Maybe he's an enthusiast. But if he has something incriminating, so it leads me to believe he didn't do it. Superman stole those jewels oh so he could make sure God. this man went to prison. I liked our original theory when we saw it for the first time where he just stole all the gems and then he was just like i just i, I just i gotta take him somewhere i'm gonna go up this building <laughs> me and my gems we're gonna be up here we're gonna have a good time me and my gems yes it was just one of those I'm things gonna look where... them, they're gonna sparkle me and my gems <laughs> it was just me thinking my my original thought was just like he was thinking it's like oh they would expect me to go down but they'd never expect me to go up I thought either that or there'd be a rendezvous on the ceiling, but that seems like way too much work. Get a car, man. And then somehow we end up in a boat crime. Hmm? With a lot of $1 bills. Oh, yeah. Just feathering those $1. Boat crime. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the boat crime was. They're on a boat, and it feels kind of a little bit like... uh. 
a little bit like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with these boats. You're just like, cool. There's like three boats like this for some reason. It's only $1 bills because boat crimes are petty crimes, damn it. <laughs> boat crimes are only petty crimes. You can't do anything with boats, really. Anyway, and then he stops the boat crimes, and we never really go back to it, but I'm really invested in knowing what these boat crimes were. Eh, it's not important. We have so much anyway. movie to go through. But this is the best part. Let's talk about the kitten. <laughs> yeah, Superman's walking by, or no, flying by, and there's like this little girl who's like calling out to their cat. What's the cat's name? Uh, Frisky, I think. Doesn't seem right. But anyways, yeah, we'll say it's Frisky or something. And she's just calling out to the cat that's in a tree. The cliche, like, hero thing. You gotta rescue cats out of the tree. And so she's calling out to it. And, you know, cat's just being an asshole, because cats are assholes. And so Superman goes, picks up the cat, hands it to the girl. To which she, you know, thanks him. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a very, you know, lovely scene. Him just helping her with the cat stuck in a tree, and he flies away. And she goes inside with the cat and tells her mom about it. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> but it's uh, the best part about it is I, we. <laughs> I mentioned something. I mentioned something, and you had to rewind it because no one. Everyone, I think we were busy talking. No one caught it, and I was like. Wait, what? We go back. We go back. And so this girl, like, runs into the house with a cat. She's like, Mom, Mom, guess what? The cat got stuck into a tree, and then a man flew down, got the cat, gave it to me, and then flew back up. And the mom goes, I thought I told you to stop telling lies, and smacks the girl across the mouth. <laughs> we don't see it. We don't see her smack her. We don't know where we she's know. We just We After know. that, we just hear a loud smack. And I was like... The mom just slapped <laughs> slap the chair that kid. Superman saving the day and getting children slapped. I mean, oh, gotta keep those 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 superhero gotta secrets. Gotta keep those man. superhero secrets. So we say say shit, get hit. We have <laughs> Superman. We have Lois Lane. We have Lex Luthor. Some stuff kind of happens in between. There's a really is. How does can we explain? Is there any way to explain Luther's plan on how he even was able to be able to reprogram the missiles? It was like this weird, like road blockade situation with a lot of costume changes. <laughs> he had a backup plan, apparently. So the idea was, um, is it they'd have Miss Tessbacher just kind of broken down on the road? Yeah, in like a very like sexy red suit or or red red dress. Oh my and, god, that's uh, right! I blocked that out. Uh, oh no! Uh-huh. Oh no! Uh-huh. Oh no! No, don't just she's like oh, she's god. like quote unquote passed out while they're distracted trying to help this poor woman who's passed out. Um, Otis is gonna sneak into the car. Uh, in and yeah, into the back of the truck and like reprogram where the uh, where the nuke was going or the, the missile, I should say. It's not a nuke. Uh, program where the missile is going, and uh, then eventually, uh, when they were done with that, Luther was going to show up as an ambulance and drive them all away. You know, put her in the car, get Otis somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he'd sneak in, and then they drive away. When the army personnel who find Miss Tessbacher, quote unquote, passed out on the road, they propose that they should uh, use mouth to mouth resuscitation. She doesn't seem to be dead. She's there on the floor breathing, just pretending to be passed out, to which 
I think the 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 colonel or lieutenant or whatever and another guy are like arguing over who gets to do it and uh you know the lieutenant goes go you know pulls rank pu- pulls pulls rank and gives the order for everyone to turn toe and everyone turns away and he goes to town I guess just goes to I don't want to talk about it I don't want to know but we all know Oh, this movie's so of its time. Anyway. So, so Lex pulls up in his ambulance, gets picks them both up. They're driving away with a successful mission done. Pestmacher is never going to feel the same again. Just, you know, horrible situation. And what does she get rewarded with for going through with that? Do you I remember? remember? No. So, with this whole plan, just to make sure Superman can't stop them, he Lex Luthor lures Superman to his cave and is like toying with him, telling him his plan, like what he's gonna do. Oh, wait, we're not gonna talk about how that plan failed and they had to redo it with costume changes? Oh my god, that really did happen? Are you serious? Yeah, Otis o- Otis pointed in the wrong and wrong latitude because he put some numbers together. Like I think he put like four numbers together instead of uh two separate ones or something like that. And so they realize, oh, shit, the missiles aren't going to the right spot. <laughs> we got to do it again. <laughs> and so instead, this time, what they do is they all change costumes so they're not recognized. And Lex Luthor cuts off the truck with, like, an oversized load as they're hauling, like, a, a, like a half of a house. They stop, uh, in front of the, uh, they stop in front of a bridge, and they're both arguing with each other about him not being able to go through and this and that. And this time we send Miss Tessbacher into the... Uh, the thing and she programs the missile she programs one of them correctly <laughs> so, at least they needed a second yeah. missile but what she gets rewarded is yeah, so after well, superman is told the plan and everything and is tricked into opening a lead chest that has kryptonite and they put it around his chest so he can't move and everything he taunts him and lets him know the second to- uh missile is going to Hackensack, new jersey and pushes him in the pool, letting him know that even if, like, basically letting him know, like, even if you get out, you have to make a choice. And Tessmacher looks shocked and goes to Luther, just like, my mother lives in Hackensack. And she, he just looks down at her watch, looks back at her, just like, no, she doesn't anymore. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you went through that whole experience, and now your mother's gonna die. You're welcome, Tessmacher. Welcome to Goonhood. And, uh, yeah, Superman's just floating in that pool with, like, a fucking kryptonite chain around his neck. So who do you think saves Superman? <laughs> Otis. He goes and gives him a big smooch. That's him. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, that's what we wanted. Miss Tessmacher no. comes in, and she's telling him, like, hey, if you have to go, and you have to go save my mom. You promise. I'll let you go if you save my mom. Because you always keep your word, so you have yeah, to promise. I never me. lie, he says. And so she's like, yeah, you, you have to save her first. And he's you like, know, but truth, Lois, justice, American way. But Lois and Jimmy. She's like, no, you have to do. You have to save her first. Stop that missile, or else I won't let you go. Whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. They get it off. He flies off. Well, before he flies off, she gives him a big old kiss right in the lips while he's still weak. Before she takes off the kryptonite chain. Yep, picked up something from the from the lieutenant. Yeah, gives gives him a big old kiss, throws the kryptonite chain down the water, and he's like, "Why why did you do that?" <laughs> I didn't think you'd and let me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd let me. Because uh, you know, 
it's it's the 70s anything goes so superman saves the east coast it's beautiful it's it's amazing and then we see the west coast (laughs) because it does turn out that lois is there doing an interview uh about the land deals that are being made and how dirt cheap they are and how it's affecting the indigenous people Mm -hmm. of those lands Mm -hmm. because you know Lois is badass at her job. We see Jimmy taking evil. pictures of the dam because Jimmy's an amazing photographer. And can I point out that Jimmy Olsen has the flyest style of this entire movie. Every suit this boy is wearing is impeccably fly. Like straight up J. Crew model style, just like every magazine. It's Jimmy Olsen. Sorry, I had to get that out there. I wish I could I wish I had style like Jimmy Olsen. I do too. Jimmy Olsen was just like, damn, bringing it. Like, whoever was the costume designer was just like, look, everyone looks goofy, but Jimmy, woo! Man, I'm over here getting hot for Jimmy now. Uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Superman has to now try to save them. Does he do it? Does he save them? Yeah, because he's Superman. He can help everyone. And he basically does. He saves almost everyone he saves millions of lives he goes stop the first missile the second missile still hits the so fault goes in pulls the faults back together with his superman strength goes down into the magma core is able to just like i am all that there is and then goes to like save everyone else that like might have been like trapped goes and saves jimmy goes and saves like uh, a bunch of townspeople, and all the while, Lois is getting buried alive. And we watch it happen. We watch the struggle. Pretty graphic, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. And she dies. That's the truth. Like, no one could save her. Yeah. He gets there just slightly too late. Like, he sees her still being buried, and he goes in. He's picking the car up. And then, yeah, when he looks at her, he's, like, grabbing onto her face. And he's like, yeah, she's just not moving. Maybe inhaled too much dirt. And gravel and shit. Um, there's nothing to do for her. Yeah, she's dead. Sorry, like Pa Kent, he couldn't save everyone. You cannot save everyone. There are some things you have to accept in this world, just like your father Jor El told you. You cannot intervene in human history. You must realize that, like, even though you have incredible power, you must realize you are not all that there is. You are not a god to these people. You, you just, you have to accept that. Or does he? Yeah, no. Instead, Superman says, I believe in Jonathan Kent now, who tells me I have a purpose, screams in something. I don't know. Is it rage, sadness, emotion? All of them all at once. And flies super fast in the opposite rotation of the Earth. And then... And why is that, Kaz? It slows down the rotation of the Earth. The sudden shift in momentum slams everyone into walls, across fields. Everyone dies as the earth comes to a stop. No, he goes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I'm thinking of um, physics, uh, just for no reason. Uh, so he goes, flies in the opposite direction. The earth slows down to a stop, starts turning the opposite way, and as it does, starts turning the opposite way. Time shifts backwards? Yes, because we all know 
time will go in reverse if Earth go in reverse. That's just science, baby. So is there like a planet that's accidentally spinning just by weird matter? Just like weird like... Are you asking me is there a planet full of Benjamin Buttons? Yes. Yes, there is. Yes. Yes, I was exactly going to ask that. I said, is there just, just this weird freak planet that's spinning in the opposite direction the whole time, and it's just filled with Benjamin Buttons? Kaz, as your co-host, I got you. That place has to exist. We're like... <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to okay. think about this too so... much. Never mind. Uh, so yeah, he goes back in time far Stops enough to where missile. you can undo the things. I think the missiles are still flying back into the sky. Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Um... No, we don't have time. <laughs> and then he can, he go. He has time. Go back. He spins back around. And I'm assuming. I'm only assuming he gets the rotation exactly back as it was. Yes. Because otherwise, we either have a slower time. Or faster time, and both of which sound like a nightmare to me. But shouldn't the first missile now still be going towards Hackensack, New Jersey? And does that... I don't know. Are there two yeah, Supermans? I was about to ask. Are there two Supermans? And did one vanish in one certain situation, dying a horrible death because two cannot exist in the same plane? Because it is two of the same cosmic energy forces going at each other, and energy like two of the same energy just can't be there? <laughs> like... He's outside of this time, so, like, I don't know. Do we go back in time and, like, so far that, like, Miss Tessbacher's, like, just kissing just, like, nothing? <laughs> or are you telling me that, like, the Superman that saves Hackensack, New Jersey, just dies because the Superman that saves Lois is, of course, the one we want to focus on? Because we don't want to watch, we don't want to have Lois watch just, like, Superman die, like, a painful death that just fades into non-existence because he cannot, I'm two just, cannot exist at once. I'm just thinking if there's still just one Superman since he's the one going around the Earth and he's doing the whole thing. We're going back and so all of a sudden here we're going back. There's still just one Superman. We're rewinding everything. And Miss Tessbacher's like where Superman would be because she would still go through the motions. She's just kissing air that has like a floating kryptonite chain. I guess, yeah, because it, and then it, he's just like while well, she's doing that and just like lets him go. I guess she just he's going and stopping that first missile. Then he's stopping the second one. So basically, what they're telling us is Superman is allowed to rotate the earth backwards to reverse time thus also pulling himself out of the time stream meaning that he both saved the missile and not saved from the missile at the same time so that way when the time stream went back to normal in the moment he went to and everything was moving forward again the missile was still off course into space because he technically did save it but now he is at the same time back in uh, california thus attaining instant transportation just to be able to save it from the second missile because that is fucking Bullshit. Could Superman have gone so far in time before Pa Kent had the heart attack and taken him to the hospital before it happened? No, we need to talk about your cholesterol, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no more bacon. He, he goes before... Shit, then he would run into himself, wouldn't he? <laughs> he goes... <laughs> no, because he's outside of time. No, so because apparently he's outside anymore. of the time stream. Ah! Do you see what I've been thinking about since this movie was shown to me? It is not just a bad ending. It is an ending that causes way too many questions that just 
Ha! I told you that the ending was notorious for shitting the bed, damn it. It didn't just shit the bed. It is at a point to where now I must answer these questions. Is Superman existing and non-existing at the same time? Is he a Schrodinger situation? What does this have to do with quantum physics? How did this kind of fuck up the entire time stream? Does this the actual situation where we're going to get the injustice timeline now? Because obviously you can't just do things like this. Virginia Superman is alive and dead at the same time. Until until he restarts time, I guess. Okay, the movie ends after that, basically. <laughs> yeah. He takes Lex Luthor and Otis to prison. Lex Luthor announces himself the greatest criminal mastermind of his time, takes off his wig. He was bald the whole time. Yeah. You know, because Lex Luthor, he has to be. Again, thus feeling like a Batman villain. And and the movie's over. And, you know, we get credits. Can I have a little, like, mop-up of things I want to mention? Please do, because I... I, 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 Superman meeting with Lois Lane and doing her little interview um, where we establish you can't see through lead. He clearly sees her undies because she asks about it. Checks her lungs um, to make sure she doesn't have lung cancer because she smokes cigarettes. Lung cancer. Flies her through the air, lets her go in the air so he can catch her to really establish that you need me, whole business. You know, I can show you the world situation. Shining, shimmering, oh shit, I dropped you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yeah. That's fucking beautiful. Catches her, leaves, <laughs> takes her back slowly, you know. Basically, without saying it, just like looking her dead in the eyes, saying, you need me. We very, very quickly went over it, but like, uh, Lois and Clark were like, Clark, were, were uh, being held at gunpoint by a robber who wanted to like pull them into an alley. Um, Lois is like, we should get out of here. And uh, Clark, being the coward, is like, we should do what he says. They go in the alley. Um, and Lois comes up with a brilliant strategy where she hands the guy the purse because he's asking for a purse. Hands her, like, he's going to hand the purse, drops it on the floor, and as soon as the guy goes to pick it up, she kicks him in the fucking face. Which is badass, but it would have led to her death because as the guy's falling over, uh, he does shoot and he would have shot her in the spine as she, you know, turned around after kicking him. Um, but we have Superman there who catches the bullet at super high speed as Clark, um, faster than a speeding bullet. And then he just like falls over on the ground, pretends uh, the guy runs off. He pretends or Clark pretends that he like fainted, whatever. But he like looks, he peeks over at the bullet, sees he caught it, does a little smirk to himself like, yeah, I'm badass. And it's just kind of like, you know, again, that's uh, <laughs> in her, his mind just being like, she needs me. I have well, yeah, to be with her. He didn't outward display it to her, but that's cause he's Clark. So. If he were Superman, he would have brought that shit up. Like, look, cut the bullet. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Before you ask if I'm making Superman creepy, no, Superman makes himself creepy. There's the, like, three-minute setup we have at the beginning. This was my favorite part. Three-minute setup we have at the beginning. This very dramatic piece of, like, the court system in Krypton, where they're putting General Zod and his... Uh, his lieutenants on trial and it's like yeah they they've been tried for treason and working against you know the people of krypton and all that stuff i think also just they even show like each of them and talk about the kind of murders they did whatever and i think like the lady like killed like a bunch of orphans or some shit she killed a bunch of children it's fucked up and then they've sentenced them to the phantom zone and they leave 
and I tell y'all as y'all watching the movie because no one else other than me and Nan had seen it. I said, "All right, now forget about them because they don't come in the rest of the movie. They're for the sequel." And everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> I was pretty livid. Not gonna lie. It's a, you know, I like the sequel. I think more than the original. But I, I thinking about some parts right now. I'm like, that was really stupid. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really know if the stupid. sequel is dumber and worse than this one but this one's still fun i still think it's a fun movie but i also grew up with it so i got a bit of nostalgia going there uh so yeah that's that's some of the that's some of the stuff that i wanted to just kind of mop up just to make sure that we addressed those in the movie then i guess we should finally just ask the question kaz so did you like it did it's fun it's dated of its time but it's um it still, like, means well and is overall wholesome. And it's got that John Williams score. And boy, is that John Williams score really good. I feel like after watching this movie now, I've been thinking to myself, I think I can now always point out a John Williams score. They all really do kind of sound the same. There were even parts where I was like, hey, that he's doing a Star Wars right now. Yeah. Like, well, okay, they don't all sound the same, but there are moments in it that share he's got with some other beats. movies. He's got some he he's some, got some go-to moves, you know? There are some John Williams moves that we should know about now. Uh, Who knows? He plays have, every instrument. I would have to say I had fun experiencing it for the first time. I had fun watching it with everybody. It's a take it or leave it film for me. All right. Like, I could watch it again with friends, but I'm never going to put this on for myself. Yeah. I never, uh, and yeah, I, I didn't want to build it up too much. And you're like, oh, man, this movie's great. I'm like, yeah, I saw it as a kid. I really liked it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, It's wholesome. It's just it's just like, you know. Oh, I, I will say, man. I will say it is going to always have a special place in my heart because it has saved me of the darkness of March Revolt of Madness. There you go. And I will always love it for that. And I will mm-hmm. appreciate it for that. So thank you, Superman. You did save the day this week. Yeah, there you go. Kaz, got anything to plug? Uh, just uh, we're uh, st- we we stream this li- the, these discussions live every uh, week, every Friday on uh, Twitch.tv/slash forward slash I can respawn. Um, that's where we stream on on our stream, and then they go on um, uh, Spotify, which I think you just go to Spotify and you just search. So did you like it? Right. That's an easy place to find it. Yep. Um, yeah, if you want to follow our Twitter, also we're twitch, uh, twitter.com forward slash second underscore respawn. Um, you can also follow Sir Squarin, my lovely co-host, who usually knows more about these movies that I've seen way more than he has, um, at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. I had to look that up. <laughs> and he also has Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com forward slash Sir Squarin. It's very uniform. Yeah. Very easy to follow. Yeah. I try to keep it as easy as I can. But uh, next week is a very special week for us. We are going to be checking out uh, DreamWorks Prince of Egypt, the Prince of Egypt, with the lovely Sarah Apocalypse. She will be joining us as our uh, guest host. This is our second guest host after uh, Bubs for the thing. We are very excited. Uh, I love this movie and I'm excited to watch this with her and I'm excited to get Kaz's opinion. I think it's going to be great. So I hope you'll tune in for that next week. And then, yeah, if you want to follow uh, Sarah Apocalypse, she's just recently reached affiliate. She's a very wonderful streamer. That's Sarah Apocalypse. It's the name Sarah. And then you just take the A out of Apocalypse. 
and then an underscore. And you're good to go. Twitch. Yeah, at twitch.tv. Well, twitch.tv underscore, or uh, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Sarah Apocalypse. Uh, Kaz, got any final words for us? Da-da-da-da-da! <laughs> 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 <laughs>